Hello, and welcome to the Monco on the Move podcast. I'm Jared Brown, Assistant Dean of Academic Affairs at Monco's Pottstown campus. 2024 is here, and we are very excited at Monco to commemorate our Diamond Jubilee. This year marks the 60th anniversary of the college's founding in 1964. This year's anniversary motto is transforming lives and communities. Throughout this year, the college will be uniting Monco family and celebrating the last six decades with both college events and acts of community service. For more details about our 60th anniversary celebration, check out all of the events at mc3.edu slash 60 years. Here in the Monco on the Move podcast, we will continue to cover 60 years of Monco's history by speaking with some of the fantastic individuals whose lives have been transformed or who have had a positive impact as graduates and in our communities. Today's guest is Brian Brenlinger, a retired Monco employee and the son of the late Dr. Brenlinger, Monco's founding president, who served in the role until 1981. Brian will tell us about his dad's work during the early days of the college. He'll also talk about his work as an employee beginning in 1970 and how he became the director of student activities before retiring in 2008. During his time, he supervised freshman orientation, chaired the graduation committee, and oversaw the college's extracurricular programming. He was named Advisor of the Year by the American Student Association of Community Colleges, an advocacy group that keeps community college students informed on latest legislative issues related to paying for college. Brian will speak about his career and how the college grew and changed over the time period from the first campus in Conshohocken until our campus locations today. So I'm very excited to welcome to the podcast, Brian. Thank you for being here today and to help us understand and remember the early days of the college. Welcome. Thanks for having me today. Your dad was the first president and established such an important role in 1964. Can you give us perspective during that time and the work that your dad was really focused on in establishing Montgomery County Community College in the in the county? Well, my dad had a very humble beginning in line of education. He started teaching in a one-room schoolhouse, and then he retired president of Montgomery County Community College. Wow. Back when he was assistant county superintendent of Montgomery County Schools, mm. Mr. Parkhouse, who was the county commissioner, asked him to join him to go down to a community college in Maryland to see what this community college was all about. They visited and they came back and both of them agreed that the community college is something that Montgomery County wow. needed. So Mr. Parkhouse said to dad, start the college, do what you can. Well, I can only say after many meetings and meetings and <laughs> yeah, meetings, sure. uh, they finally got the okay and they wanted to get started, but they really didn't have a permanent place yet. So dad looked around, he wanted to get it going, keep the momentum going, and uh, the vacated Conchahawken High School was available. There was classrooms in there, there were desks, so dad said, let's go. So they started there. Uh, they also utilized some of the other buildings in downtown Conchahawken. The dean's office was a vacant funeral home. <laughs> uh, wow. The library started in a vacant church down the street. And one of the, if any of the students that are listening to this 
remember going, taking classes there in Conchavo. I remember Flacco's Shoe Store, where there was a, a classroom on top of Flacco's, uh -huh. where they utilized that that open space. And of course, the uh, where I started then, there was like the Fifth and Harry was a, a house, and that was kind of like the, the student center, a place for the students to go. So it was very humbling. Yeah experience uh the classrooms were not air conditioned <laughs> so they opened up the the, the windows, windows and if you know what fayette street there's a hill there so those trucks going up <laughs> made noise coming down and the teachers kind of had to stop but that was all part of it you know and if, so was, if your dad was still with us today i might ask him what was the rationale for putting the dean of students in the funeral home because i think that's pretty funny that's well, that's very funny it is <laughs> and i guess it was utilizing the space right what space is available, available. what can we use and they kind of yeah. just went right down fayette street well that building's open that building's Let's open use and this. his his uh office was in the viewing room it was very nice, very well <laughs> wallpapered, very nice. It was really nicely done. But, you know, and, and the whole thing about recruiting faculty, the, they all had to have that vision to see where is yeah. the community college going? Yeah. I mean, why should I not go to a four-year college and teach this two-year college? They took a chance. A lot more part-time. They were working at four-year mm. colleges, and then they started part-time. And, and there was a real... Uh, unity there that let's try this this uh, vision was uh, shared by a lot of people how the community college got started in 1969 the college purchased the Thayer estate and bluebell for seven hundred thousand dollars to be the location of the new and the now existing bluebell campus do you recall the opening days of that campus yes i do because we were all excited to move yeah, from can you sure. imagine from our humble dwellings to a big campus right. uh, that farm is almost 200 acres uh, big oh, yeah. and so the buildings were brand new there was air conditioning <laughs> and plenty of parking. Parking in Conchahokan was at a premium. They really, you know, we took all the... I think it the, still is. We, okay. <laughs> we took a lot of the locals weren't too appreciative when we first I'm moved sure. in there. But I so we sure. had nice parking and, you know, the buildings were there. So, and, you know, with any new construction, there are some bumps, so to speak. And I just recall some of them were... Um, there was no grass. The quad now is beautiful. Oh, I know. And but there was if you could picture that with no trees or no ju no grass, just, just just right. So if you had to go from college hall to park house, you had to walk. Well, the wind blows there all the we'll time. It seems away. right. <laughs> well, what it did is for guys in the old days, we had cuffs in our pants, and then when we had to go back and forth, we didn't think nothing of it until we came home and had to hang our pants up. All this dirt came out, you know. From so we always had to take our pants off and yeah. go in the trash can or do it outside and stuff and then one other just small well kind of a big incident was when um about two years after the physical education building was done mm -hmm. the uh basketball floor started to warp hmm. and everybody's saying why is that warping what's going on what's going on well when they purchased the uh the farm there was two gentlemen that worked there and then they retained them and one was elmer he kind of took care of the grounds mm -hmm. and so dad called elmer into his office and th afterwards elmer was saying how nervous he was because what's a grounds guy doing talking to the president of the college right. and so dad called him in sat him down and says elmer he says now weren't there cattle on the farm he goes yep so you had to water those cattle didn't you yep said well how did you water him he goes well by the spring dad said where was that spring elmer goes 
underneath the physical education oh building. Oh, my. So they put that building right on top of the big spring that fed all the animals. And uh, But then they had to raise the floor a little and do some draining and stuff to get it all cleared out. But um, a little hiccup, but it's a beautiful building now. Yeah. Beautiful building. Your dad was president until 1981 and passed away in 2011. What do you think would he say today is his proudest moment or achievement serving as the president of Montgomery County Community College? Well, number one, if he saw the buildings now, he would just be, if I can use the term, blow his mind. He just mm -hmm. visualizing just a building, the classrooms, let's teach the students, let's go. But all the, the beautiful buildings that are there now. And one of his first real um, experiences that got him really affected him deeply was that graduation when the students walked across that stage and he got to shake their hand and he could hear the parents and he could see the faculty out there. That was a, that was a neat time for dad that, okay, all those meetings and meetings and meetings, it was kind of worth it. Yeah, 1968 was the first graduation ceremony, correct? Yeah, and that was at Conshohocken. They did it right up Conshohocken. They assembled at the church and then they walked right up Fayette Street and then wow. went right into the building just this is our building. This is where we're going to do it. You started at the college in 1970. Can you tell us a little bit about your journey? Well, I started in 1970. I was the activities assistant, the intramural director, and then the athletic equipment manager. When we moved into Bluebell, they hired a full-time intramural person and a full-time equipment man, and then I was the uh, activities assistant. And, you know, it was just starting and encouraging students to get involved outside the classroom. I tried to tell the students, don't be one of those students that makes a path from the parking lot to the classroom and really not see what else is here on campus. Yeah. There's so much here with the lectures and we would try to get, we would get this club started. We had over 30 clubs of what the students wanted, you know, because there wasn't any until they told us what they wanted. And then we had all kinds of clubs and one of the neat ones was we had the meridians club and that was started by some older boy i have to make sure this uh, i'm saying well some of our returning students that were female that were had were trying to balance being a student a mother and a wife and taking classes and so they got together and then they had their own lounge and then the the guys joined it then too that were were married and, and they, it was a really a good support uh club there because I tried to tell the students, listen, get involved. I mean, we had a lot of community service. We did Man on Main Street. We Habitat for Manatees. We had the Special Olympics at, at the campus where the clubs got involved. Because I always told the students, listen, if I'm hiring someone, I have two people apply, and they have straight A's. Now, listen, straight A's are pretty good, too. Don't get me wrong. But how am I going to break that tie? I'm going to look to see down here a little bit. For, oh, they were involved in a club. Oh, they were a leader of a club. Oh, they were an orientation leader. Oh, they helped the community service. And that's that well-rounded person that I think the employee was kind of looking at. So I always told them, get involved outside the classroom. That advice is still true today. I will say that. Good, so good, Great good. advice. Good. When in your role, what did you like best about your job and being at the college? I think encouraging the students to get involved. I would was in charge of orientation, so we would send out letters to get people involved as orientation leaders. You know, and they, oh yeah, you want to meet? And then, well, look, here's something else you can get involved in. Like I was advisor of student government, so I'm always looking for that good person to be a student government president or an officer or whatever, and got them involved, and and then so 
and that, that would show how they just started as an orientation leader and really got involved. And, you know, we were American Student Association, community college students. We went down to Washington. We take a group down to Washington. We take a group out to Harrisburg. And to see how those students who were just, oh, what am I supposed to do? And the orientation leader to look this is what we're going to do yeah. now we're going to do this and we're you know what and it was it was neat to see that and that's that's what student activities to me meant yeah that transformative experience very important all four of your children attended the college as students can you tell us a little bit about that yes working at the community college you know you always say we would go to college fairs and come to community college, come to the community college, and it always and that's really good. It's really good, and I, I almost felt like a, a working at a Ford dealership, selling Fords, but I drove a Chevy. If my kids didn't come to the college, yeah. so I'm there. Well, yeah, come to the college. So my first, my old student Jeff went to here two years, transferred to Baylor University in Texas, and then went on to. Kansas City University Medical School, graduated as a pediatrician. He's a pediatrician up at Reading Peds where he's a partner. My second son, Jared, graduated from here, went on to Philadelphia University. He's a physician assistant, and he works right up here at Patient First. They're at Route 100 and King Street, okay. in case you ever yeah. might have bumped into him. My daughter graduated here in nursing. She's a nurse at the Phoenixville Hospital, and she's coordinator of the heart trauma d division. And then my youngest son, he, um, he went criminal justice and then went to Alvernia College and graduated, and now he works for the uh, DA in Lancaster County. So I'm very proud of my kids. Uh, they didn't miss a beat. They're, they're, they made good friends here, and they still meet with them, and uh, all is good. Good. So before I close out the podcast, do you have any closing thoughts or remarks uh, regarding the college and the 60th year celebration? It's a shame that more people in the community do not see what we have to offer here on our campus, whether it's at the Bluebell campus or the Pottstown campus. So many times you hear people coming for the first time to come to the Bluebell campus, oh my goodness, what a beautiful campus here. Look at all these buildings and you know, yeah, there's it's here. It's here for you. And as a, as a resident of the county, so the, the community college is, is, if you have one in your county, take advantage of it. Your students, your children, you will get a good education and, and you'll remember it forever. Well, I want to thank you for being here today and sharing some of your thoughts, but more importantly, the legacy that your father really established here in Montgomery County. And I, I'm sure he would probably be amazed and very proud of that small little meeting that happened in Maryland. And it's led to such a transformative experience for those in Montgomery County, which is very much needed. I appreciate your time and learning about your, your story and, again, the legacy that, that's contributed to the college. Thanks for having me. Thank you again, Brian, for coming on the podcast this afternoon. This has been an incredible look back at the last 60 years and how the college has transformed lives and communities. We appreciate your time with us today. I would also like to extend a special thank you to our sound recording and music technology alumnus, Nate, who produced today's show. And thank you again for listening to the Monco on the Move podcast. Check back soon to hear more stories from our Monco family. Until next time, I'm Jared Brown. Thanks again for listening. Thanks for listening to Monco on the Move. 
Students at Montgomery County Community College working in the sound recording and music technology program record, edit, and produce this podcast. Check out mc3.edu forward slash on the move to listen to our latest episode or download our podcast on your favorite podcast app. You can also learn about the latest episodes by following us on social media. Have a guest in mind you think would be great for the podcast? Email Eric Devlin at edevlin at mc3.edu or Diane Van Dyke at dvandyke at mc3.edu. And come back next time to find out more about what's happening at your community college and catch our Montco Momentum.